Hello and welcome to ESC Pulse, the podcast that beats into the heart of Eurovision. My name's Kylie, hello, hi, and I'm ready for a whole new decade. <laughs> and as always, joining me... Ik ben John, uh, goedemorgen. <laughs> goedemorgen. <laughs> I was, um, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna sing "Goeie Goeie Morgen," but then I remember that's Belgium. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is, unfortunately, this is not a Belgian podcast. No, you don't want to get get the two mixed up. <laughs> I mean, you never know what one time in the near distant future we might do a Belgian special. Who knows? Or maybe I just jinxed it. <laughs> well, maybe next year. We'll see. <laughs> okay, so hello and welcome to our first podcast of the 2020s. Hello. <laughs> hello, world. <laughs> we, we made it. We made it. <laughs> Just about. <laughs> okay, so what best to start off with this decade but to do our annual country specials of the year's host country and this year of course is the netherlands (laughs) yes oh Oh, i missed that place already okay so basically we're gonna go through the netherlands's uh eurovision history um well we won't go through all the entries we're just gonna go by decade pretty much uh, discussed the winning songs and um, songs that um, we personally like from uh, the Netherlands uh, over their history and at the end we'll be revealing uh, what uh, well me, me and John will reveal our own top 10 Dutch entries and then we'll add that to the votes that our listeners have sent us um as they also sent in their personal top 10 Dutch entries and we've got a collective top 10 that we will reveal, which will be very exciting. (laughs) (laughs) I think our top 10s might be very interesting. Well, at least mine will. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting in not, not, maybe not a good way, but we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Okay, so... um... Uh, just trying to think of some little tidbits about uh, the Netherlands and Eurovision. Well, they were the they were one of the original seven that took part in the very first Eurovision back in 1956, and um, so far they have won five times. Um, do you have any little tidbits that I don't have? Um. I suppose the main one is that uh, the ne- the Netherlands uh, sang the first ever Eurovision song. Yes, we'll get into that in a little bit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, they've had ups, they've had downs, they've come back again from a very long non-qualification streak. Um, I don't know what else to say, really. We'll get into it. Yes. Yes, we will. <laughs> uh, what's your opinion on the uh, Dutch Eurovision entries in general? How can, how does it kind of lie with you? For me, I can't think of many Dutch entries that I absolutely dislike. It's either I really like it or 
for the most part, they're fine for me, kind of thing. What about you? Hmm. I think Netherlands at Eurovision are pretty incredible, actually. They're one of my favourite countries over the years. Um, yeah, I think they've been un underrated several for several years. Yeah. Um, they've they dropped off a bit when the twenty um, first century came in, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into this. And it was really tough to make a top 10 because I genuinely adore more than 10 Dutch Eurovision songs. Yeah, it was really so, hard for me too. <laughs> yes. Be very difficult to make um, some cuts. Oh, well. But let's, let's go for it. <laughs> Okay, so before we get into it, I just want to give a shout out to a listener who e emailed me. It's a Dutch guy called Niels Vilting. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right. Apologies Ooh. if I got that wrong. Uh, and But anyway, he emailed me a PDF with all sorts of tidbits about every Dutch Eurovision entry. And it's like 19 pages long and this is... And I very much appreciate it. This is just like, like so much information that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And I'll definitely gonna keep it for for future reference for future wow. ref retro reviews. Obviously, we're not gonna go into every little um, tidbit, but like some of the entries we'll discuss, I'll definitely bring up something that that catches my eye that that I think will be interesting to add to the discussion I think I mean we could we could review all 60 songs but we'd that will take hours a very long time <laughs> <laughs> oh but th thank you Niels do you think Kylie do you think Niels would let me have a copy of it hmm? oh yeah definitely I'll send I'll send you a copy yeah definitely oh, sorry, kind. no problem I'll pop that in an email to you Okay, so anything else before we get started? Um, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, let's get started. Okay, so um, as I said, we go, go through the decades. Now, usually when we do this, we lump the 50s and 60s together because there's not enough 50s years to discuss um, in Eurovision. Uh, but um, anyway, we've got a, quite a few entries to discuss here because um, uh, the Netherlands have had three winners over the 50s and 60s. Uh, but before we get into those, let's discuss uh, the first um, Dutch entry that was performed. I must stress that because cause it was 1956, each country had two entries, but we'll... Well, technically, their very first entry was the was actually the very first Eurovision entry that was performed full stop. And uh, well, let's have a little listen to that, shall we? De vogels van Holland zijn zo muzikaal. Ze leren in hun prelieus tandieren. De merel, de lijster. That was, of course, the Vogels von Holland by Yeti Pearl, and um, 
I can't remember exactly what I said because we did do a review of the 1956 contest, but it was years ago, so I can't remember what I said. But I do remember this was one of my favourites of that year, and I think it's a very nice, very nice song to introduce uh, the will to Eurovision. I think. Oh, I I absolutely agree. It sets it sets a tone, doesn't it? Um, you get you're going to get a lot more songs about birds. <laughs> you're going to get a lot more songs um, that uh, name check the country or various cities. <laughs> and it's it's just a really nice, pretty song. And I don't think it gets enough credit for being the first Eurovision song ever. Yeah, indeed. Uh, by the way, one fact that uh, is in the PDF that I don't think I. I heard until I read this, but um, but the the it says the lyrics for the song was written by a lady called Annie M G Schmidt, and uh, according to the PDF, she's pretty much like a legendary um kids lit um author in the in the Netherlands, and and that's that's quite impressive. Like th- like to have like a famous author write your first. Eurovision entries, quite something, isn't it? Wow, it is a bit like a bit like a Dutch Astrid Lindgren, I guess. Yeah, it, it, the PDF actually compares it to Astrid Lindgren. <laughs> funny ah, enough. Well, there you go. Great minds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, uh, let's discuss the uh, the three winners in the. <coughs> <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, let's yeah. uh, discuss the three winners that the Netherlands had throughout the 50s and 60s. Uh, first of all, we'll go on to uh, the 1957 contest, and that is uh, Nettles Toon by Cory Brocken. Let's have a listen. <laughs> So um, I think that's um, uh, yeah. Uh, 1957 is another contest that we reviewed long, long time ago. I can't remember what I said, but yeah, this this I think this is a, like a very pleasant song for the time. I think. Mm, incredibly lovely, incredibly sweet. I'm looking at the 1957 lineup, and I can't see much competition. Hang on, um, let me just have a look. Um, certainly I remember this as being a very long song because I don't think they had the three minute rule then and it just went on and on (laughs) I just very quickly I just very quickly looked at the lineup and the very first one I recognised apart from from, uh, Nettel's tune was was the Austrian song about the pony (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah um (laughs) <laughs> but this is not an Austria podcast, sadly. No. <laughs> Otherwise, we could um, ramble at length about her boy in Kleiner's pony. But <laughs> this, is, this isn't the time. <laughs> um, do you have anything oh. to s- else about this one? Bless Corrie, though. She sang in all three 
of the first three years for the Netherlands. Yeah. And, and she won, and she came last as well. Yeah, which is unfortunate. <laughs> I know. Uh, by the way, 1958 is one that we have not... It is the only 50s contest we have yet to cover, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but we'll get, we'll get to it one. some point in the future. <laughs> okay, so their second victory came two years later in 1959, and it is... Um, oh, where's my notes? Oh, sorry. Um, oh, there we go. Uh and it is, of course, Teddy Shulton with Ein Beetje. Ein Beetje, verliefd is iedereen wel is dat weet je. Je wilt verstandig zijn, maar dat vergeet je. Zodra je naar wat amor fluistert, luistert, dan weet je. Dat wordt weer net zoiets als Faust en Greetje. Met rendezvousjes in een klein cafeetje. En slenteren in de manus. Sorry, I get a bit carried away whenever I hear that song. It makes me sing along. Yeah, it's definitely one of the more peppy winners of the early Eurovision Song Contest when it was very much all like sort of like chanson ballads kind of thing. Um, it says here that um the in in the PDF that um the lyrics go quite risky at the time uh i just had a look at the translation it it does seem quite cheeky it's very tame by these standards it's just kind of like um like a woman and a guy kind of like flirting with each other kind of thing which you know <laughs> you gotta appreciate filth <laughs> Won't someone please think of the children <laughs> exactly exactly oh dear uh, what's your um do you have anything else to say about this one um i do love this one but i think sing little birdie should have won oh <laughs> And that is the only that is the only UK prize you're going to get out of me. So. <laughs> oh, I feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Next weekend, when we record our next podcast, I'll do my best to cheer you up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, topical jokes. Anyway, um, okay. So the third, um. Uh, song that uh, won in the 50s and 60s came all the way in 1969 and it came in the form of a joint victory with three other songs and it is of course Lenny Coeur with Der Troubadour let's have a listen and in the from the start okay um so yeah of course this had to share the win with three other um three other songs along with the uk france and spain uh personally this is my favorite of the four 
Um, not to spoil for the eventual 1969 <laughs> review that we will we'll do some point in the future, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just um, yeah, it's just fair, it just fits in so well with like the kind of like um, singer songwriter acoustic um, music of, of that time kind of thing uh i'm just trying to think from the think of an artist from the top of my head but it is it seemed like that was kind of like um that 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 was uh, quite prominent in the late 60s and um um it says in the pdf notes that this song wasn't written specifically for eurovision which is quite interesting and mm. um yeah i and um, I absolutely love this. It's one of my favourite 60s entries uh, altogether of that decade. Um, what do you think? Often you find that some of the best Eurovision songs are not written with Eurovision in mind. Hmm, yeah. Take note, people. Um, <laughs> yeah, this, this, this song is really a classic. Um, la, um, at the end of last year um, in Amsterdam, there was a... Um, to Song Festival concert with several former winners and contestants and um, Lenny Cool was there and she sang this and it was a real goosebumps moment because the entire crowd sang along with the chorus Aww. and yeah I, I, I do find this a really rousing song um, as I say a, a real classic um, either my favourite or my joint favourite winner of six, 1969 but will well, I won't spoil what the other one is. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm re I'm really happy that this the song won actually, and um, I hope to see Lenny Poor again in Rotterdam 2020 maybe. Oh, oh shame I won't be able to come because <laughs> I've never been to Rotterdam before. But oh well, you'll, you'll be there in spirit. Oh, thank you. Um, okay, so, um, uh, let's discuss some of the other entries, uh, the Netherlands sent throughout the 50s and 60s, uh, like, what our favourites, our least favourites, what was perhaps overrated or underrated in the results, um, why don't you start, what are your, uh, what are some other favourites of yours from the 50s and 60s? Um, it's interesting because I'm, Looking down the list, and my knowledge of some of the early Dutch songs is a little bit rusty. Yeah, me I too. Have, I have to admit. Um, I mean, some of my favourites would include um, the epic Fernando in Filippo. Oh, yes, yes, I'm with you. Yes, with the choreog choreography to die for. You know, she runs on stage singing and runs off stage singing. <laughs> it's, such, it's such an epic song. Tong, tong, tiki, tong, 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 tiki, tong. Yeah, there's a lot of tiki tongs and binga bongs and ring dings in Dutch early Eurovision history, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> Just like the following year when they had a ring ding a ding ding ring ding a ding ding ring ding a ding 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 a ding da. Which I, I, I really like that one too. Yeah. Yeah, that one's cute. <laughs> the funny thing is, when you look at the 50s for the Netherlands, it looks like they're going to be the kind of kings of Eurovision. And then 
from 1960 to 1968, they completely drop off the radar. Oh yeah, definitely. And they get, they get paid. They get paid absolute dust by the juries, including a couple of zeros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in consecutive years as well. That's harsh. I mean, I mean, look at it. I mean, like 1960, second from bottom. 1961, 10th out of 16. And... Fourth from bottom, fourth from bottom again, 10th out of 16, 11 out of 18, 15th out of 18, 14th out of 17, second bottom in 68. Oh, dear. It's a good, it's a good job they stuck at it because they, um, we would have missed out on so much. Yeah. Um, I know. It's um, a bit weird because some of these are actually not that bad. I know. When you're talking about underrated songs, especially 1963, I thought was very sweet. We've oh. got zero. Um, in Speldos oh, by yeah, Annie Coleman. Yeah. Such, such a sweet little song about a couple of figurines, I think. Um, very lovely, lovely, lovely little song. I don't know. It just got completely ignored. Yeah, that's a shame. But they well, were, they did have very weird voting systems back then. So yeah. Pretty much everybody got forgotten about apart from the top three. <laughs> oh, oh dear, those old voting systems. Um, well, speaking of um, uh, songs that got zero, that probably shouldn't have done the year before uh, was Katinka. Um, this is a bit weird because um, originally this song was supposed to be, uh, according to the PDF, this song was supposed to be performed by by a young duo, but for some reason they just, <laughs> for some reason uh, due to um, record label politics or something like that, <laughs> even in 1962 you have record label politics, uh, they ended up not doing it, and instead they cut these two guys in their 40s singing a song about how they're in love with a teenage girl, which... Ick. Um. <laughs> which is a shame, because I think the song is actually pretty good, but it would have been a lot less ick if they let the young guys sing it instead of the old crusty guys. <laughs> oh My vague recollection of uh, the Spielbreakers is... Um, when the lights go out and you can only see the whites of their teeth. <laughs> it's like, like the <laughs> bit in unfortunate Fre- moment. It's like that reminds me of that bit in Friends when um, Ross has his <laughs> teeth bleached. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> um, any other favourites you want to bring up before we go into like more negative <laughs> I think we've covered all the rest okay but, uh, on, the, on the positive side anyway oh I also want to bring up that I quite also quite like 1965 that's quite that's quite a good song as well oh yes I forgot about that one quite okay. frenetic and jazzy but also quite good yeah <laughs> okay so what about um 
what do we what do we not like um, um, from the 50s and 60s? Uh, first one that comes to mind is 1968 because, uh, as I said at the time, it's kind of like this weird disconnect between these, like these kind of like um, uh, this. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Uh, this kind of uh, it's kind of like this weird disconnect where the lyrics are the basically this breakup song and yet the music is really happy <laughs> I know I said that in the uh, in the 1968 review I, I find that I think, a bit too much of a disconnect for me I think the music and the text must have been written separately <laughs> Oh, it's not terrible though. I don't think. Oh no, but... no, no! I don't think. Um, I don't think any of the songs from this era were terrible. I don't think. Hmm. I do feel bad for Co- Corey Brocken, as I said earlier, when she came back as reigning champion in 1958, and she got paid pittance. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, no. Uh, is there anything else you want to discuss? Uh, do you think there's any song that were overrated in the results from this era? Very difficult to say because <laughs> yeah. you've got you've got the three winners, and then you've got the other ones that have got like a point between them. So <laughs> probably not applicable here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's fair enough. <laughs> Okay, so let's move on to the 1970s. And we got one winner, one Dutch winner from the 1970s. And this is, of course, Teaching with Ding a Dong. Let's have a listen. There will be no sorrow when you sing tomorrow. Okay, so yeah, I, I I like this um song. I think it's um uh try to remind myself of the nineteen seventy five contest. It was definitely one of my favourites of that year's contest and um yeah, a very worthy winner I think. What what's your opinion? It's alright. It's alright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course Not my fa- not my fa- not my favourite of the seventies by by a long chalk, but um Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It it'll, it'll do. Yeah, it'll it do. Is, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely seen as a, as another classic um, in the, in the Netherlands, um, and I love how um, the singer Getty Casper still um, lip syncs to the same tune. To the same track. <laughs> oh God, I just remember. <laughs> I remember, like, I can't, I can't remember, but it was recently you mentioned. Oh yeah, it was because you went to that. Um... Cons- that Eurovision concert in the Netherlands. Did, yes. Yeah, and you made a joke about, isn't it great that she still sounds exactly the same four years later? And then I remembered. Oh, and then I remembered oh. her miming the song in Vienna. <laughs> it was quite funny. Yes, sir. She can probably she can probably still sing though. She just needs to move it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bless her. But oh. it's it's weird that for a very long time this was the last Dutch winner. Yeah, it's a crazy. Very long time. Crazy. Oh. 
But anyway, as you say, it's um, it's an absolute Dutch classic. You hear it at least once every Eurovision in concert, although it's usually the Dutch version. Like, I, I, I don't know if it's just me, but I, 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 whenever I hear the Dutch version when it goes tick attack, I just, I just kind of like, I'm not used to this. <laughs> tick a tick attack and a bim bam bum. <laughs> Oh. Uh, it's just me being a pathetic anglophone and being more used to the English version. <laughs> I I I, sh- I share your pain, <laughs> but I, I'm I'm getting better over the years. Yeah, same. <laughs> like I I um on another tangent, I prefer the um Swedish version. A bit hurts, but um. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but this is not a Sweden podcast. No, <laughs> we've already done two of those. <laughs> yes, I'm trying to. I was trying to think of a Dutch um, equivalent, but I can't. <laughs> ah, okay. So let's uh, discuss um, uh, the rest of the 1970s for the Netherlands. Uh, what are your personal favourites from this decade? Oh, the seventies are packed with good songs. Um, yeah, <laughs> my favourite would be Malcolm McNeil. Oh yes, um, I, I was going to say that as well. Yeah, that's such a cute song. Um, it was a hit um, in the UK after the contest, and um, it, that's how my mum knows the song, and it's one of her favourite Eurovision songs. And she didn't even know it was a Eurovision song. Oh wow! Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it strange? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, such a such a such a cute bouncy song. Oh. Always makes me happy. Um. Oh, what was another one? Oh, I was I was also going to bring up uh, 1971 Tide. Um, I think that's a really nice, uh, ballad, and Dutch sounds really nice on that song. I think. Absolutely, a sort of Dutch green sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, any other favourites of yours from this decade? Um, I can't go without mentioning Colorado. Oh. I love that song. Oh, while well, we're on the subject of uh, the late great Sandra Raymer, also um, yes. the party's over from nineteen seventy six. Need to bring and, that up. And um. And Alta von der Liefdachat from 72. Oh, I, thought, oh, I always forget about that one <laughs> when, when, when I think of her Eurovision entries for some reason. She, she did three of them. Wow. Oh. <laughs> and I also I also have to come out in um, defence of uh, Damala Morlin from 77. Oh, uh, that one's um, okay. I think it's lovely. Yeah. The, the dress, the dress was a choice, but um, <laughs> it's such a sweet, such a sweet song, and I often find myself singing the song when I'm when if if I ever visit the Netherlands. Yeah. <laughs> and also, um, "Tis Okay" from '78. <laughs> Harmony. That's the literally the only bit I can remember. That, that that's the only rem- lyric I know. 
Well, it's not it's not completely um, unintelligible for um, English speaking listeners. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, oh, it's okay, Cindy Melody. <laughs> okay, so what about? The, the worst. Um, again, like um, the 50s and 60s, none of these are really bad, but uh, there's one that probably sticks out as being not as shining as the rest of the decade for the Netherlands, and that's 1973's Die Oude Musikant. Oh, I knew you were going to say that one. <laughs> oh dear, that that one's quite pleasant, um, but also very old-fashioned. Um, but then it's about an old-fashioned musician, so I suppose it fit, it fits with the theme. Yeah. Um, and it was written by a certain Father Abraham. <laughs> yeah, I was going to mention that. <laughs> Whatever happened to him? Oh, dear. <laughs> More on that story later. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, what about the songs? To oh, wait a minute. I just I just forgot. In terms of um, uh, favorites from uh, the nineteen seventies, also want to give a shout out to Waterman from nineteen seventy. That's quite a nice song. That was lovely. Yeah. So like a, like a like a Dutch Supremes. Yeah. Oh. And. They've they've been in um, Eurovision several times as well. Mostly for Belgium, funnily enough, even though they are Dutch. Oh yeah, I'm just reading the PDF, and yeah, it, uh, it just says that. Hmm, interesting. Oh. Okay, so um, let's go over um what we think was overrated or underrated in the results. Um, just trying to scan. Um, is there anything, any results that really stick out egregiously to you? Um, I think definitely towards the end of the 70s, they were not given the credit that they should have been. I mean, yeah, they, did, they didn't hit the top 10 with, um, certainly with Colorado, which is a, which is a brilliant song. Yeah, and that, um, and that still gets played at Eurovision parties. Uh, yeah, that, that's yeah. had a lot of longevity. Yeah, and it's it's it sounds like a 1979 song as well. Yeah. So it sounds of its, of its time. Um, on the other hand, I probably wouldn't have picked Teaching as the winner of 75, but that's just me. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. I can't remember what my favourite of 1975 was, trying to come to think of it. Mm. <laughs> um... But anyway, we don't want to digress too much. No. So we're done with the 1970s? We are done. Okay, so let's move on to the 1980s. And um, no winners in the 1980s, so... um Boo. <laughs> um, um, yeah, kind of a mixed bag in, in terms of quality for me. Um, in terms of favourites from uh, the Netherlands in the 1980s, obviously Amsterdam's the first one that comes to mind. And, Obvious choice. Yeah, and also Ik Hou Van Jou is like <gasps> a, as a 
soft place to a really big place in my heart. Uh, just <laughs> and um, I love that song. Yay! So much. <laughs> <laughs> and um, also, um, 1986 is quite fun. I quite like that one. Yeah, I don't know the words, but it's a cool song. Yeah, I agree. And um, I also quite enjoyed the uh, entries in 87, 88, and 89 as well. Um, that's pretty much most of the 80s for me. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> what about oh, you? But I agree. There were some classics in the 80s. Um, I've already said that I adore Ikhalf and Yell, just that absolutely rousing orchestral ballad. It's so beautiful. Um, same with um, Blythe's You've Been from 89. Adore that song too. Um, let's see. Shangri-La is somewhat of a classic, and that's a really nice, you know, fist pump sing-along song. Yeah. Um, as as is Recht Hop in the Wind. Yes. So I'd say, I'd say that um, Netherlands in the 80s, especially the mid and late 80s, were really, really good. Yeah, really definitely. Good. Um, just trying to think. Oh, I just kind of uh, lost myself. Um. Okay, so, um, Any songs that you didn't like? Okay, so um, okay, so assuming that um, you've named all your favourites of the eighties, shall we move on to the yes. not so good? The not so great. <laughs> um, well, again, it's nothing really too bad, but I struggle to remember both nineteen eighty one and nineteen eighty two. Oh, I remember 82. Um, perhaps not for all the best reasons, but um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice song. It's sort of 80s electro gym wear realness. Um, and that um, drummer lady with, who did the awkward wink at the camera, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a memory I have. Um yeah, and I'm not very keen on the 83 song, I'm afraid. Oh, sing me a song! Yeah, um, it's nice, but if you're going to ask me which one was the most overrated of that decade, I'd say that one. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the PDF says that both 1981 or, and 1982, uh, both entries are not very well remembered by Dutch fans. And with 1982, it has has a joke that says, This entry left and still leaves the same impression as the Dutch entries it did in 1985, 1991, 1995 and 2002, i.e. the years that they didn't compete. I love all those songs. <laughs> 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 yeah, um that was that was the year that um Fantasy Island was robbed. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, Fantasy Island by the way. Um for those of you like who remember 
uh, the song Fantasy Island by Tight Fit back in 1982. Um, that was a cover version of a Dutch national final songs, which is probably one of the earliest of ex- examples of a national final song going on to have much more success than the chosen Eurovision song. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you wonder how how it happened. I mean, was somebody browsed? Someone must have been browsing through records in a Dutch record shop and thought, "Oh, I've got a group that would sing this really well." I don't know how it happened. <laughs> Fantasy Island. Yeah, Eurovision's loss is um, is uh, the UK singles charts gain. Yay! I, guess. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Um, a couple of years ago, I was used to watch um, the um, BBC Four reruns of old Top of the Pops, and <laughs> that that song was stuck in my yes. head for a while because it was back in 1982. <laughs> oh, so I haven't watched it sadly because I'm asleep while it's on these days, which is a shame. Oh, but oh, oh well. And you mentioned the 1981 song. I actually um, looking at it, I. I don't think I've ever heard it. <laughs> that's um, that's really awful, isn't it? <laughs> I, 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 normally, when we do these um, these um, retrospectives of different countries, I listen through the ones that I um, can't remember, but I think I've missed that one. <laughs> yeah, that one draws a complete blank for me. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm going to have to. 1981 might be the latest contest I haven't watched. Oh, I haven't watched that in ages. Oh, gosh. Bad fan, aren't I? <laughs> We're bad fans. Slap ourselves on the wrist. <laughs> 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 <sighs> okay, um, what about um, what results were overrated or underrated well obviously i'm gonna say ikao vanya was massively underrated and frizzle sizzle they both finished 13th which is just rude rude <laughs> i mean it's disgusting especially with that so- with maribel in 1984 when you look at when you look at some of the songs that finished ahead of them um, yeah. Of like, um, well, the Harry's one, mm-hmm. anymore, and um, Sophie Carr scored more points <laughs> than Maribel. Oh God, how can I ever forget her after that 1984 review? Whoa! <laughs> uh... oh, I can still hear her voice. <laughs> I still got that photo that was sent to me of her embossed in my brain <laughs> yeah I haven't seen that and I don't think I want to you don't want to <laughs> no I don't <laughs> <sighs> yeah, funny, enough, funny enough after listening to the 1984 review podcast I did not go and google Sophie Carl afterwards <laughs> Yeah, you'll you probably get some. Probably the the Skynet system that makes personalized ads on the your browser would end up being quite affected by that search. Quite, yeah. <laughs> Enough said. Yeah. 
Um, any other um, results that sh that should have been better or worse than they actually were in the eighties? Yeah, I also think that Sir Justine Pelmalai was um, paid peanuts. Um, I like that song a lot. No. Okay, so shall we move on to the 90s? Yes, please, because the 90s are another golden age, at oh. least for the Netherlands. Oh, absolutely, yes. And, um, of course, no winner in the 90s, unfortunately. <coughs> Although it may, you might argue that they should have won at least once in the 90s, um, oh, given yeah. the quality that they had. Um, so let's go on to... Um, our favourites of this decade, and where do we bloody start with this? <laughs> Shall I, I'll, I'll let you start this one. Okay, so um, obviously Hamel and Arda. Um, obviously. Uh, Vreda, obviously. Um, yeah. Uh, personally, I've got a soft spot for one good reason from 1999. <gasps> Me too! Yay! Oh, God, I love that song so much. <laughs> And uh, I've also got a soft spot for uh, 1996 as well. Na, 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 na. Na, yes. <laughs> um, what about you? So many Dutch classics. Um, I mean, obviously, I could ramble on at length about the, the likes of Cecilia, Marlene, Jacot. Um, but they also had some lovely, beautiful ballads in the 90s. I'm, I'm talking about Maywood from 1990. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful song, I think. So, such such a sad song, which, which is something that the Netherlands don't often do. And when they do, it's, you know, really special. And, you know, you have to mention the legendary Willeke Alberti from 1994. Oh. Yeah, I see. I see so many fans saying that song was absolutely robbed, and I, I kind of do think that it it, it was. Uh, I know we're kind of going into the bit of the underrated, but I do think that its result was harsh. But just thinking about nineteen ninety four being the year, the year of the Eurovision ballad is kind of like it's kind of like well. <laughs> They can't vote for all the ballads, unfortunately. I know, but they shouldn't have forgotten that one. No. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this song more at length when we eventually get round to 1994. But um, you know, spoiler alert, I love it. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, what about worse? Um. Uh, for me, one sticks out, and uh, that is nineteen ninety two. Like that, I when I reviewed the when we did the nineteen ninety two contest many many years ago, it was probably I think it was the first retro review we ever did. Actually, um, it was my last place of nineteen ninety two, and I think it style oh, might be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a bit harsh. I mean, it's not absolutely terrible. I just think it's a bit too goofy <laughs> I have to admit I'm not keen on this either nah and it did get top 10 which is probably overrated for, for, for that song um, yeah. I mean it's, it's not as it's not awful it just doesn't it's just not my cup of tea and he's married to Ruth Yakot so I can't really 
be that mean. I know, and they might be listening, so... Um, <laughs> sorry, um, Humphrey. Sorry. We, we, do, we, do, we, we do love you. You have an amazing voice. <laughs> Just wish you had a better song. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's get on to songs that we think were underrated or overrated in the results. Or obviously, <laughs> 1992 was... Um, probably shouldn't have been top 10 even though 1992 wasn't exactly the best Eurovision year um oh, yeah debatable yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, obviously 1994 was too harsh exactly very harsh um, very harsh very harsh um <laughs> anything that sticks out to you um they were very ha- the juries were very harsh on Maywood too. Fifteenth, dis- disgusting. Oh, what a shame! Disgusting. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, so um, shall we move on to the two thousands? Yes, please. Okay, so um, uh, this is of course. The infamous decade where things go very, very, very pear-shaped for the Netherlands, despite a quite a good start in terms of um, song quality. I personally think, um, yeah. with um, with a long streak of uh, non-qualification starting in uh, in two thousand and five, and um, yeah, um. Let's start off with the uh, favourites from the 2000s. Um, uh, personally, the uh, first thing that comes uh, strikes me is uh, 2001. I think that's quite underrated in terms of like fan love. I don't think that's quite a very kind of like interesting ballad, I think, for, for the time, I think. I don't uh, think people have listened to that song properly. I think they need to go back and listen to it again because it's brilliant yeah maybe got... because it was on first and on the night it got forgotten about but yeah that was a really weird choice for an opener oh well it was yeah. it was randomly drawn then but still it was. <laughs> and of course uh, the year before no goodbyes with the epic dress change yes oh i have such good memories around no goodbyes and people seem to love that song yeah i, I know i certainly do me too <laughs> Um, uh, what about you? What's your personal favourites of this um, of the two thousands? Uh, we've already mentioned Linda and Michelle. Um, I also have a soft spot for Esther Hart. Oh yes! Oh, oh, oh gosh, don't know why I didn't bring that up, but I like that one a lot as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we start going into the. It's all right. <laughs> mode. <laughs> And actually looking at it, well, apart from one, there's nothing here that's absolutely awful. They're all decent songs. It's just... They weren't competitive enough, I guess. Hmm. Well, um, well I, I kind of disagree is... with with you on a, on a couple of them. With, uh, uh, I kind of disagree with you on one of them just being okay, but we'll get into that a bit later. <laughs> I, I, know, I, I think I know who you're going to mention and um, <laughs> yeah we might, you might have a battle on your hands there whoops 
Well, I'd have to bring up Hinge from 2008, who everyone thought was going to break the non-qualification streak, but didn't. Yeah, I definitely um, think that's one of the better non-qualifiers, I think. Yes, that was... It was... They were very unlucky. Yeah. That year, I think. Um, of course, Ed Cilia pops up again in 2007, and... Oh. Her song, obviously, it wasn't as strong as Hey Milanada, but it's still good. She still sang the absolute butt off that song. And yeah, I I remember. I remember go watching ahead. that. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm interrupting you. No, 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 it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, oh, I still got memories of um, watching that 2007 semi-final, that ridiculously long semi-final, and that was one of my favourites. And I was quite sad that it didn't make it. Oh, same here. That that semi-final was a bitch. Yeah. Thank it God really for was. thank God they don't do one single semi anymore. <laughs> but yes, um, she also sang on top of the world at the um, Song Festival concert in Amsterdam at the end of last year, and with a live band, that song slaps. Oh wow! Maybe check out the video. It's actually it's a m- much better, much more powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely have a look. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I also have a couple of guilty pleasures from the two thousands. Okay, um, go on. One is um, one is Amanda. Oh, that that one's that one's quite that one's quite fun. That's that's okay. The only th- the only thing that um, worried me about that song is that um, one of the girls got very out of breath halfway through yeah. the live performance and she was the one that had the loudest microphone. Oh dear. Which was a shame. But I like I like trouble. Sylvia and I didn't like them so much, but um, <laughs> that's another story. Who did Sylvia Knight like? Sylvia Knight. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> And um, my other guilty pleasure, who you're probably going to um, drag me for mentioning, is um, the, the 2004 entry. Uh, I don't hate it. I, d- I don't hate it. It's weird because I I used to like it a lot more than I do now. It's kind of grown off me. It's just kind of a bit ugh now, but I don't hate it. it it's <laughs> fine. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, so let's go on to um, what <laughs> songs that um, <clears throat> we dislike from the 2000s decade. and um... Unleash the Beast. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, John, but I absolutely hate my impossible dream. It's just... Uh, <laughs> nothing wrong with Glennis herself. I mean, she's still like a huge star in the Netherlands and she's a great singer, but oh, that song makes me want to throw up. Ugh. <laughs> I have a dream. Have <laughs> <laughs> um, with the blessing of hindsight, maybe it, the song itself maybe wasn't as amazing as we all thought it was at the time. But I keep, I keep really hoping that Glennis would... I kept really hoping over the years that Glennis would come back with a stronger song. But as, as of yet, she hasn't. Oh, she's such an amazing singer! Oh my god, and it's such a shame that she was the first of that long streak of Dutch flops, really. 
Oh well. Because on 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 certainly on talent she deserved to qualify, but maybe the song let her down a little bit. But I still I still have a soft spot for it. Oh well. But I think one song from the two thousands I think we're both gonna agree was absolute pony was the toppers. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the shining proof that being being hugely popular in your own country doesn't always translate to international success. <laughs> oh Do you know they still sell out football stadiums? I know. <laughs> and it's like ha- having only um, come across them in a Eurovision context, it's a bit like. Okay, uh, why? Um, I mean, they, I mean, I'm sure that they they must be much better outside of Eurovision than they are in, because well, Shine is not the best song, is it? No. <laughs> I think I think you've I think you have asked this question on the podcast before. When is a um, top-selling artist? ever sent their best song to Eurovision? Never. <laughs> Certainly not in the case of the Toppers. <laughs> so I'm thinking, think, thinking, maybe I should go to one of their concerts and see what all the fuss is about. <laughs> maybe you should! <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's something going on that we we completely missed in Eurovision. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe you have to be Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> to sort of really um, get it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> ah. Okay, so um, shall we go? Oh, on? it's worth it's worth pointing out that some. One of this year's hosts is is now a member of the Toppers as well. Oh, really? Yeah, um, Gordon left years ago, luckily, and um, <laughs> he was his replacement. With, um, a few years later, was Jan Schmidt. Oh wow! I did actually didn't so, know that. So this year's Eurovision is going to be hosted by one of the Toppers. <laughs> Yes! We may even get a reunion on the stage. Oh Yay! my god! <laughs> oh, that would be that would be heaven. I kind of almost want it now. Like, like, fun, yes. funny, funny enough, um, the other day, me and um, oh, what's his name? Uh, we are Eurovision. Um. On Twitter, he, 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 uh, like he and Robin from uh, Wee Wee Blogs were talking about, oh, why can't we get one of the Venga boys to do an interval act? So I was like, now I just yes. thought of it. It's like, oh my God, why can't we get um, the Venga boys do one of the semi-final intervals and in the final we get the toppers <laughs> to the interval? <laughs> and I don't know, maybe <laughs> two Unlimited do the other semi-final? <laughs> techno, 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 techno. I was... <laughs> Love that! I would absolutely love that. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. Oh, so amazing! <laughs> like, 
one of these days the EBU should just hire us to like organize the Eurovision interval acts. Yeah, forget forget Madonna. Just just hire, get us to hire all the nineties Euro dance acts that we love. <laughs> That is, it's what the public wants. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, before I get too carried away, um, do we want to go over what was overrated or underrated in the results regarding the 2000s entries? Um, seeing as they never even got anywhere near the top 10 i don't know if they were ever overrated yeah fair fair enough <laughs> underrated well it's Celia. underrated yeah um michelle vastly underrated yeah linda i could probably also say was underrated yeah i think it's better than 13th that song it's one of my favorites of 2000 yeah yeah, pretty much um don't don't have much to add from you. Okay, so um let's move to the most recent decade, the decade that we just left behind uh, for better or for worse, it's the 2010s. And of yes. course, uh, the <laughs> we got the one winner at the very end of the decade and let's have a listen to it. I just wave my imaginary lighter in the air. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I mean, of course, everyone is a regular listener knows uh, this was absolutely my huge favorite last year. I'm so, so over the moon that it won, and just and I'm gonna already stammering because it because it has that kind of place in my heart and just yeah. uh, it's just uh, just I'm just happy I'm just so so happy <laughs> yeah it is, it's a very special song I agree totally deserved to win and ended a 44 year drought for the Netherlands yay which is wonderful news and I, I, I really hope that they keep up this newfound success which um started in the middle of the decade and then they've built on ever since then oh yes indeed yes <laughs> ah so um let's get on to um uh, that that the rest of that decade so um obviously um the netherlands did a massive turn around despite a couple of false starts at the beginning of the decade um <laughs> But they managed to bring in some real modern classics in the past decade, which is quite impressive. Um, let's go over some of those. Um, obviously, <laughs> apart from arcade, obviously, uh, some of my personal favourites <coughs> from the fa- 
um, from the from the twenty tens. Obviously, Birds is the first one that comes to mind. Uh, oh. The one that completely turned things around for them. Thank the Lord. And um, and then of course, Calm After the Storm. After the year after that, <laughs> I remember. I I, I remember. I will always remember that when when the songs first came out, I was probably one of the few people who really liked that song. And then as soon as the first semi happened, everyone was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And I'm like, "Like nice of you to catch up." <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gave it a prayer. I don't. I don't know what what they were missing out on. Really, I mean, maybe they needed the visuals to sort of understand the real story but you know looking looking back that oh come after the storm is so so good yeah so so atmospheric everything about that performance was just perfect just beautiful yeah i i would i would I, i'd never forget that first semi-final like i i watched it watched it i was kind of not sure what I was I already had my favourites in that semi-final, wasn't sure like who was going to really pop out and then like by the time the all the songs performed I was like holy shit, the, the, the Netherlands really stuck out like they, they, they're like miles ahead of the rest of that semi-final and then all of a sudden it was like oh my god they might win, they won't win, it's like so insane It was a very very Quick last minute turnaround, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and then and then they ne- very nearly did it. Oh, it's crazy! And uh, the weird thing was, like, I I was actually at that final in Copenhagen. It was the first Eurovision event I've been to, um, other than yes. fan parties, obviously. And I remember walking out of that um, arena thinking, well. If they didn't win now, when are they ever gonna w- have the chance to win again? <laughs> Little did I know. <laughs> Little did you know. <laughs> oh. It take it take another five years, but it would happen. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, what is what is some of your favourites from the twenty tens? Um. Obviously, the common limits. Obviously. And Anouk, I remember um, the year before 2013, that was the first Eurovision I ever went to. And um, one of the big memories I have was when they were announcing the first semi final results, and, and the entire audience was chanting, Netherlands, Netherlands. Oh. That was a brilliant, brilliant moment. Um, apart, from, apart from them, there is one other absolute classic, and you know who I'm going to mention. Joan Franca. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say someone else there. <laughs> well, I probably will in a minute, but um, yeah. God. Oh, that's. I was a little bit heartbroken when that song didn't make it. Oh, uh, like speaking of, um, I, I'm going to say something similar to what I thought, what what I thought uh, after 2014, because like I remember. By 2012, like everyone was like, okay, the Netherlands really need to qualify now. It's been so long, we need to qualify. And then they had that national final, which was an absolute hot mess. And, 
and and uh, now I I I I don't mind the song, but I thought, oh my god, that that stupid Indian headdress thing is gonna is gonna what's gonna stop them from qualifying, and it's kind of like, and I was and after that didn't qualify, I was kind of like, well. Like when the hell are they going to wake up and send something that will actually qualify? <laughs> Little did I know. <laughs> One year later, <laughs> they must have been listening to you <laughs> telepathically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I I don't remember much about that national final apart from latte, latte, latte. Yeah. <laughs> oh, funny story. When I was. I, when I went to the Song Festival concert last year, um, while the crowd was com- walking in, they played that song as part of warm up. <laughs> wow! I was like, Yay, June! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose if you, if you if you're going to mention like real. Classics of the decade. I would have to. I would have to bring up OG. <laughs> oh, you, you got me again. <laughs> but that was a good. <laughs> but that was a good song. That was a good song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they were. They were so, so good. So so good. Such yeah. Amazing harmonies. Oh. <laughs> so are we? Is this the part where we finally get to talk about Seneca? Seneca, legend. <laughs> when you, if you're going to talk about national finals that were a hot mess, <laughs> I didn't watch that, but I've heard things. <laughs> oh my god! I, just, I... <laughs> okay. So if 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 anybody missed it, they had the they had one song, which you all know, Shalali Shalala, and they they. All the five contestants had their own version, and they had this weird voting system whereby they didn't have a phone vote. They had, I think, five jury members. <laughs> two, yeah, and two went for Seneca, two went for another act, and one went for someone completely different. So then, according to the rules, they had to go back to the writer of the song, Father Abraham, to choose who would who would go to um, Eurovision. <laughs> and, he, and he wanted to send somebody that got no votes whatsoever. <laughs> so he's like, I don't want to make this decision. I, I like... <laughs> and so he was like rambling on for a few minutes, and then he was going to toss a coin... <laughs> And then he just said at the end, oh, what the hell, Seneca. <laughs> and the myth, the legend was born. Hey. <laughs> because that's, that, that's, that combination of singer and song is an absolute cult classic these days. I think you'd agree. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh. Like, I've heard it so many oh. times you'd think that I'd know every single word by now, but I unfortunately don't. <laughs> oh. It'll, it'll get there. <laughs> it'll, it'll get there. <laughs> it's taken it's me 10 years, I... but <laughs> I'll get yeah. there. 
you will. I once had a dream, um, not long after the 2010 contest, that um, Sinica had won instead of Lena. <laughs> Maybe in some parallel universe somewhere she did. <laughs> Maybe she should have. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe maybe the 2011 um, contest will be all full of like um, old sh- old style schlager songs instead. <laughs> oh, they should they should do Eurovision songs on a barrel organ for one of the interval acts, really, shouldn't they? <laughs> fact, I think I think um, there are a lot of uh, barrel organs around in the Netherlands, and I think um, Charlie is one of the tunes that often gets played on them. So it has transcended Eurovision, you could say, that song. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, before we move on to the negative stuff, I just want to also give a shout out to Dower Bob because I I like that song as well. So there you go. Awkward pause and all. (laughs) Dower Bob, call me. (laughs) (laughs) Eurovision matchmakers (laughs) But I have a funny story about Daryl Bob actually Oh go on Um, It's not libelous is it? Sorry? It's not full of libels is it? No 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 Okay just making sure (laughs) It's quite alright don't worry So But Most years when I've been to Eurovision I've, when I've left to go home, I've seen at least one or two of the artists in the airport. Right. Right. And on this on this on this occasion, I managed to see Daryl Bob riding a an airport um, baggage trolley. Okay. And um, falling off it. <laughs> which must have hurt. <laughs> Yeah, he, he he was he was with his two he was with two of his friends. I don't know which one he was with, but um, yeah, um, <laughs> that is that is my everlasting memory of of Darabob, I'm afraid, apart from, apart from when he came back the following year to read out the votes with his dog. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh. Anyway, um. Let's get on to the negative stuff for the not so good uh, um, mm-hmm. entries of the 2010s, and I think we, I think we both, I think the first one we're both gonna say is the same one. I think. Go ahead. Screw you, Waylon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's he's a bit he's he's a bit of a one, isn't he? He's a yeah. bit of a woman, as we say in, in Northern England. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, the song isn't terrible. Don't get me wrong, but kind of has an attitude problem. <laughs> Understatement. <laughs> and when he quali- when he qualified for the final, I was a little bit gutted. Yeah, same. I was a little bit miffed. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, well. That's all I want to say about him. <laughs> um, so any others you dislike, or are you kind of okay with the others that we have, haven't mentioned? Well, their 2011 song was a bit... <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't terrible, but yeah, it was a bit... Mm. I knew I knew within two seconds of that of that performance starting that it wasn't going to qualify because there was just there was just nothing there. Yeah. It was just such a boring performance, sadly. Oh well. And well, we talked we talked about um, how perfect and amazing um, the come out of the storm um, visual performance was. Yeah. So, of course, the year after they thought. Oh, let's just try it again! <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> oh, I'm... Because, right, okay, so 2015 was the first year I went for press, but I didn't go... I wasn't there for the first two days, so I unfortunately m- missed the absolute spectacle that was the first rehearsal when trying to was in that dress. <laughs> and I've been told... I've been told that the entire present was in absolute hysterics. <laughs> oh, poor stranger. Oh, oh. 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 She, would, she would have had to lip sync for her life if, if she'd worn that dress. <laughs> was she Shantae and stay or would have to sashay away? Well, well, in Eurovision, she they, they told her to sashay away in the end. Yeah, they, they very much did. <laughs> With very little pomp and ceremony whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah, the fi- the final performance. I don't know what they were what they were thinking. I mean, it was the same person that put together this beautiful, amazingly presented package for Come Out of the Storm. And they tried to recreate it for Walk Along, and it was a completely different song. It didn't fit at all. I know. (sighs) Choices. Choices. (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay, so um, uh, what do we think was overrated or underrated in the results well obviously we're gonna say that Seneca was underrated <laughs> how can <laughs> <Obviously>, we not <laughs> obviously and, uh, uh, and obviously um we, we we'll, we're both gonna say that Whalen shouldn't even shouldn't have even qualified <laughs> <laughs> great big raspberry <laughs> Oh, speaking of outfits, that will get you a lip sync for your life. <laughs> oh, God. That was a picture, wasn't it? <laughs> okay, so um, anything else before we start to wrap things up? Um, not really. I'd say Eugene were underrated, particularly by the public vote. Yeah. They, they could have got in the top ten if it wasn't for those pesky viewers. Uh, although, to be fair, I, I kind, find it kind of funny that they got the same result as they did in junior. They got 11th in both. <laughs> oh. But then, then again, 
11th out of 26 is is better. Yeah, at least, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of um, was dealt a couple of peanuts a little bit in junior, <laughs> even though I'm not a massive fan of the song, but still. <laughs> but, but then again, Netherlands are often underrated in junior, but that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, that's it We, um, in terms of us covering the history of the Netherlands in Eurovision. So we're going to reveal our personal top 10 uh, Dutch entries. Um, uh, as we both said earlier, this was pretty hard and we had to make some pretty tough cuts. Um, uh, let me just go over a few honourable mentions that didn't make my top 10 um obviously i got mark mouth mcneil just missed out and teaching just missed out um oh i i didn't <laughs> i didn't have room for scenica either sadly no. or paul ojean or dow bob or one more night um um i didn't have uh, room for any of the uh, sandra rumors entries either unfortunately um, uh, didn't have room for the 1999 entry as well. Um, uh, 1989 didn't have room for, uh, 1959 didn't have room for, um, 1966 I didn't have room for, 1987 I didn't have room for, uh, 1971 I didn't have room for, um, uh, 2000 I and, and 2001 I didn't have room for uh, uh, that, that, that's well, a, all of them isn't it now <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay so I'll, I'll go through my um, top 10 and then um, John will do his okay so my one point goes to uh, 1996 uh, De um, sorry for my pronunciation um uh, my number two goes to Alice Heftrytma from 1986. Uh, my number, my three points goes to uh, Ikhal Vanyau from 1984. Um, yeah, you, you see how tough this was for me. It was Absolutely. tough. To, it was tough to cut down to ten and tough to order. Let me yes. tell you something. And then four points goes to the Troubadour from 1969. Uh, my Five points goes to 1980, which is Amsterdam. Uh, my six points goes to Vreda from 1993. Uh, my seven points goes to Hamel and Arda from 1998. Uh, my eight points goes to Birds from 2013. Um, my ten points goes to the Common Linnets. And, of course, my 12 points goes to Arcade. So I kind of was a little bit of recency biased with my top three, but it wasn't easy. And um, there you go. That's my top ten. A very good top ten. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I had a slight bias as well, but towards more 80s and 90s. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. That's my sort of golden era. So before before I go into the songs that I missed out, and I'll probably get hate mail um, <laughs> for the ones that I missed out, but um, yeah, I'll tell you my, who my top ten was. And um, yeah, if 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 we were doing a top twenty, then it would have been a lot easier. But I could have easily done a top twenty, but ten tough. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, I'll just launch into it, and um, you can um, write abuse to me later. Um, <laughs> my one point was a song that I don't think we've even mentioned, and that was Niemand heeft noch tight from 1997. Oh, you're right. We haven't mentioned that at all. <laughs> oh, gotta love Mrs. Einstein. Oh. <laughs> Uh, two points uh, go to Colorado. <laughs> Three points go to Out on My Own from 2001. Four points, No Goodbyes. Five points, I See a Star by Martha McNeil. And then I'm going to try and pronounce the rest of these. Six points. Equalis Mitchidalen, Maywood. Good. Seven points Life's Wild You Bent, uh, Justine Pelmalai. I'm not exactly Eight. the best judge to tell you whether or not that's correct, but it sounds right to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, eight points Hale and Arda, it's Cilia. Ten points Varis the Zone, Willica Alberti. I'm oh, no, sorry, Vilica Alberti. And 12 points. Ikal von Yao, Maui Bell. Hey, nice pick. <laughs> Thank you. But you'll have noticed that I cut all the winners. Yeah. And I cut everything from post-2001. <laughs> it's just because I thought... Well, they're all going to get lots of points anyway, so I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick up for the underdogs. I'm going to go for the ones that have a special place in my heart from earlier years that other people might forget. Yeah, that's that, that, so that, 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 that's good thought. Yeah, yeah definitely. That was, that was my logic. Oh. <laughs> okay, so let's go over to the overall score. So, um, me and John are going to add our scores to the scores sent in via our listeners so thank you very much for sending in your scores uh so before we go through the top 10 let's go through all the entries that didn't get a single vote Uh oh. whoops <laughs> sorry to name and shame but um uh <laughs> just want to bring this up okay so we got 10 songs that didn't get a single point point. <laughs> Oh dear. I mean, 10 out of, like, was it 50, 61 entries? I don't think that's too bad. That's like one out, one sixth. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> okay, so in chronological order, uh, 1958 didn't get any points. Uh, 1960, Voting Geluk, uh didn't get any points. Oh. Uh, 1961, Vaten Dach didn't get any points. Oh, no. uh, you're not going to like this next one. Uh, 1963, Ain Speldos didn't get any points. Rats, I should have voted for her. Oh. Damn it. Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm not particularly happy with the, this one. Uh, 1964, Jai Bent Mein Leven, uh, that didn't get any points. Uh, that's not fair, I don't think. There's there's a lot of early bias towards the zeros here. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Um. Anyway, um, 
1968 didn't get any points. Uh, 1973 didn't get any points. Oh, harsh. Uh, 1978 didn't get any points. No! That is harsh. Uh, this one kind of surprised me. Uh, 1983, Sing Me a Song didn't get any points. <laughs> and last but by yeah. no means... Uh, um, um, and last but by no means least, 1992 didn't get any points. Oh, sorry again, Humphrey. <laughs> Sorry, but everyone else got at least one point. <laughs> Just out of interest, um, yeah. did did anybody else vote for Mrs. Einstein? Um, yes. Oh, thank God. Yes, uh, someone gave it. Uh, someone gave it five points. So me and this other per- lovely person saved them. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, so let's get into the top ten now. Okay, so in the, this is going to be quite interesting. Okay, so <laughs> don't worry. Um. Okay, so in tenth place with fifty-three points is nineteen eighty-four. Ikao Von Yao. Still too low. <laughs> okay, and then in ninth place with 65 points is 1974, I See a Star. I see a star. Very good. Very good. <laughs> in eighth place with 74 points is 1975, Ding a Dong. Ding a Dong, every hour. When then in seventh place with eighty-four points is nineteen eighty Amsterdam. In Amsterdam, Amsterdam, it's for all the Amsterdam, Amsterdam, the stand all even long. Amsterdam, Amsterdam. <laughs> yes, good, good. Then in sixth place with a hundred and thirty three points is nineteen ninety three, Vreda. Sixth again. Six again. <laughs> Lucky six. Yeah. Okay, then in Fifth place with 151 points is 1969, De Troubadour. 
nice. Nice, maybe a little bit higher would have been nice, but... Yep. Again, ne Netherlands at Eurovision is so tough to decide. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so in fourth place with 167 points is... 2014, Calm After the Storm. Controversial. Okay, so we're getting to the top three now. This is quite interesting. Okay, in third place with 173 points is 1998, Yes. Classic. Then in second place, with 202 points, is 2013 Birds. Birds fall down the rooftops, out of the sky, like raindrops, no Aha! Now then. Very good. Okay, so our winner of um, our... Oh, I wonder who it could be. <laughs> the winner of our Dutch special, according to our listeners, with 236 points is Arcade from last year. All I know, all I know, loving you is a losing game. I'm Hooray. not surprised at all. <laughs> he, he deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think that top ten in any order that would have, but that would be a really good top ten. I think most. I think that would be like most fans' consensus of like top ten favorite Dutch entries in any order. I think. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, good job, everyone. Yeah, definitely. Well done. Give yourselves a round of applause and the pat Yay. on the back. <laughs> I was really surprised that Scenica didn't make it into the top ten, actually. Uh, she came twelfth, so she almost made it. So close. Oh. <laughs> and for those of you who want to know what number eleven was, it was Dower Bob. <laughs> oh, bless him. Oh. Okay, so that's it for our Netherlands special. So that was quite quite a interesting look into um, Eurovision history, wasn't it? It was a lot of fun, always going down memory lane, um, and especially Dutch memory lane. It was it was really it was really great fun doing this podcast with you today. Yes, exactly. I hope to all the. Dutch fans listening that we did this um, justice <laughs> uh, oh, I know we know fun. quite a few Dutch Eurovision fans so hopefully oh, hopefully we did a good job with this 
And uh, of course, uh, thanks again to uh, listener Niels for the PDF. I'll definitely be using that again in for future retro reviews because I think that's oh, yes. very cool. And yeah, thank you um, so much. Thank you very much. Okay, so that's it. So of course, um, uh, we'll be doing. Uh, this again with uh, next year's host entry um, wh- whoever that might be although if it's Sweden again we don't know what the hell we will do <laughs> because we've oh, already we'll done think... two Sweden specials <laughs> oh we'll think of something we'll think of something but anyway um, so um, that's it from us so next week we will finally be starting off our 2020 national final coverage um, uh, not not been too much going on in January so far so we'll have a little bit to catch up with but although not too much so I'll be (laughs) so it'll be interesting to um, finally get things kicking off and uh, seeing what happens with uh, the national finals uh, in the next um, couple of months so until then we'll see you then goodbye Bye-bye. Tot ziens.